two things, I and my mind. I, me, and my mind. Me and my mind. We're not flowing together. Okay, that's a statement. And ordinarily when we speak like that, then um, nobody questions this. We have a sense of what we mean, or what someone would mean if they say, you know, I'm not really in harmony with my mind right now. We have a sense, but we really don't have a deep understanding, actually, of what it means. If I'm not my mind, then what does I refer to? If I is not the mind, someone says this, I am not flowing with my mind at the moment. My mind and my I are not flowing together. So it's clear I am not my mind, no? In the statement, would you say like this? Would it be the same for you? My I and my mind. I am not flowing with my mind, or my I, myself and my mind are not in synchronicity. So it's clear that I am not the mind or not in this statement. So is it a personal statement, I and my mind, or is it what what everybody can say, that we all understand what it means? Or you have a sense. But can I say something? Yeah. This I is often referring to like a psychological image, not the body, not the mind, but some subtle psychological image that you have of yourself that yeah. you call I. Usually, when we say I, it's like let's look at it then. If I and my mind, mind we have an understanding about, I and my mind are not flowing together. So, I am not my mind. Then is my I me? Is it what? What is? Is that the same thing? What is? Mm. Who am I? Then you say, this I who is speaking. I and my mind are not working together. This I is really referring to some kind of psychological self-image. Okay. Mm-hmm. So is this absolute also? Is this really what you are also? No. Huh? Okay. So. This psychological self-image, you can say, is the idea you have of who you are. So the idea I have of who I am hmm, is suffering from its own thought projection. Isn't it? So um, it's only good that we understand, because we are we are we are going to refer again to ourselves same again, over and over again, the story of the life. No, you know. I did this thing and I don't know what happened but you know now I don't know my life is just full of noise my eyes just don't know what to do and the same I or not mm. Okay I have been practicing self inquiry for quite a long time <laughs> uh, and somehow I think I get the point I think I get the point Okay because where the inquiry works for me is in this, and where it doesn't work for me is this. It's the same eye or not? Okay. Most of the time, I know who I am. And sometimes I get cloudy and I get caught up in my mind. Same eye or not? Okay. Now I see it. I got it. I got it. I got what you're talking about, Muji. I see what you're saying. Thank you. I got it. Huh? Same eye or not? Yes. Is this the Buddha? 
So who are you? Who is the one laughing? Who is the one who will find it funny, this scenario? Same I or not? <laughs> who, who is it? I wake up this morning, uh, a monkey's in my bed talking to me. I wake up this morning with a mind. As I opened my eyes, the mind was right there. Same eye or not? All of yesterday was so peaceful. I have not felt peace like this for a long time. Yeah. Now this is the peace that I know is true. Same eye or not? Buddha eye or not? Christ's light or not? So I am listening to you. Every day I listen to you. I ask you, as who are you speaking? I am asking you to be clear for yourself. When you say this thing, as who are you speaking? As what are you speaking? Because we can talk about what you are speaking about, but who you are speaking as, who finds this question attractive? Who sees the power of such a question? I don't know what to do. I can only just be myself. Same I or not. Because this is how just God made me. What can I do? Same I or not. I used to be a Muslim, now I'm a Buddhist. Same I or not. Once I had an experience and somehow everything was lost. I, I couldn't find myself, I couldn't have nothing at all. It was totally beautiful for me. Then the mind came back. I was in this state for three months, then the mind came back. Which eye is this? Who is speaking? Let's slow down. An experience arose for me wherein there is no I. It was everything was perfect. Everything was perfect. I didn't want anything, nothing was missing. Who is speaking? Is the one who is speaking now, saying such a thing, the same one who is speaking before, who says, nothing is here? Not so easy. If you begin to understand what I am hinting at, if you begin to understand the profoundity of what I am hinting at, why actually I don't have to ask so many questions. If you follow the first, my first question or second question, maybe it's enough. 
because if you are speaking about your life you know some days i'm just really feel like i'm just flowing with existence some days i'm just flowing with existence another day i just i don't want to get out of bed okay and i ask you who speaks this thing is it the truth is it truth speaks is it uh, the mind speak the person speak the 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 pure self the beingness the body who is speaking this thing and if you find out that it is not that's not what you are that's really not what you are if you find this out if you should although for so many years it's been speaking like this and you thought it was you because you didn't know anything else but now you see that even this talking it is phenomenal it simply appear and there is something which is aware of this even then even in your ignorant state there was still a kind of an awareness that something is saying yeah i had this beautiful experience and so on and there was something which was not this experience something is saying i had this beautiful experience and it was so and so and so no but even in the speaking of that in that moment there is something which is not saying that it's not saying anything at all this thing then isn't it about time it is searched for to make clear what really is and when you feel i the most precious thing to itself the feeling of i what this i really is and if this i is the truth would you not be interested to find out because i would put it that if everything you learn in the whole universe speak to all the sages all the prophets and saints of all times from all the different beings from different realms different existences at the end of the day it is still your experience yeah then who are you but it just seems that what some being may come and tell you just appear just walk through the wall and say john did you know boom 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 ah <gasps> oh. hmm? that that is greater than who you are when if you were not there to whom would this being appear what would you know about it you don't exist today i was talking to someone i say this thing all is that for me and all even in this this costume of a human being hmm? even it even if it is not yet understood recognized clearly it's still only that is there is inside and still if we don't know it if we whoever we think we are right now if we're not aware of what what is here not what comes and goes let me put one more step mm-hmm. that even the knower of coming and going the knower of comings and goings who watches comings and goings happen this knower is not always there 
the one who sees everything else coming and going uh, cannot see everything coming and going for 24 hours. That one is only on duty for about 16 or 17 hours in a 24-hour day. Is it possible that there could be one who has no personal, emotional, sentimental relationship with what is presently felt to be existence, although existence in every aspect of its apparent reality depends entirely from that where it where it all appears out of, but that that itself is not speaking directly. Doesn't have any <coughs> concept in itself of I and you. Doesn't have it. Feel somehow it must be like that, even though there's practically nothing, no sense. Sense. It's just some sort of knowing. Very little sense of it. Mm. And who is speaking now? This is just only for you, not for anybody else, only for you to contemplate. And at the end of your contemplation, see what is left. The contemplating functioning brings a lot of joy and space. But there is even that within which contemplation and its intention and the contemplator are themselves perceived. It has no value in this world. It does no value in any world, because it cannot be a possession, although the mind which it gives birth to, the energy called mind, Hmm? But mind itself can try to, or appear to, want to have ownership of this. To say, I know this. Who is willing to, in a way, I don't know, die inside this knowledge, die to this themselves in this knowledge? Not collect this knowledge. What it means, die to yourself, even. Don't keep on insisting to be you. If there's an obstacle, perhaps that is it. But uh, to to whom would the obstacle be? Who are we talking about? See, if you use your mind alone. Then you give up. <laughs> My God, you lost me about fifteen sentences ago. <laughs> if you use your mind, you say, "What are you talking? I just, I just end up with confusion. If I listen to you, I just get confused. Huh? I just get confused. I don't know what to do. I was doing very well. I thought I was doing very well, but then you speak, and everything is just mess. <laughs> You're speaking." Something was beneficial, and then you say this thing, and everything is now is a mess. Everything is lost now. 
Maybe today I have this thought that the one who wants to know cannot know, can only surrender to its knowledge. Mm. Yeah, it's okay. Can you come with me all the way? Mm. Presently you are paying attention to this one. The one who wants to know cannot know, can only surrender to this knowledge. Does this one really exist? Mm. We are throwing bombs in the kindergarten. Always say something like that. Does this one even really exist? We cannot say this everywhere. Actually, if you say this everywhere, in any every place, the majority will not even physically be able to hear you. Not even physically you can hear. It's just you don't hear nothing. Is it too intense this type of talk? Because I know it can be experienced like this, and it's okay if it's intense. It's you who decide if something is too intense or not. The words I speak, they don't know if they're intense or not. <laughs> to say such a one doesn't exist. Is it fair? Is it bearable? Can you bear it? You understand? Can you bear it? Can you endure such a such a thought? Now, what it means to exist? What do you mean it doesn't exist? I mean it only appears and disappear, come and go. Why can't it come and stay? Because it's not true. The true cannot come and go. Only the foreign thing can come and go. We're all foreigners here mostly. <laughs> so we have to come here with visa or something, you know. Okay? We are coming and going. There's some people born down the road there, you know. Just down the road under a under a, a oak tree. No don't even have a passport. Yeah? But you're entitled to stay here. No one question, because born here, original to here. There's one who's original. He doesn't need any permission. There's a truth which is which is here. It wasn't even born. Everything here that you call Portugal was born here. If you take a, any tree here, uh, is it Portugal? You take a tree here, is this Portugal? Pick up the earth, we say, This is Portugal. What is Portugal? Portugal is only in the people's mind. <laughs> Even the people, they are born here. But what is here that didn't born, wasn't born? What is here that isn't born? Is it Portuguese? Everything that's born here came. Come and go. Everything that's born here, come and go. What is it that doesn't come and go? Because it was not born. 
but the birth of everything else took place in front of it. But is not born. Is he called human being? I speak like this because sometimes it may be we're holding on to a lot of things. And these things that we hold on to, we take some kind of comfort in them because they give us a sense of our own shape. This is me. I was born here. I'm a woman. Whatever. Everything that came after you. So if you are full of all of this thing, if you are full of all of this thing, how are you going to feel something which is fresh? Where are you? Did you see God yesterday? Yesterday she came and she says, Muchi, show me God now. It says, easy. I show you God now. Huh? Not just you, whoever was there. I says, not this is not just for you. For any one of you, I will show you. You will see. But first of all, you have to remove what is in you that stops you from seeing. You can't come here with dark glasses and say, you know, show me the brilliance of the sun. No, I say you take off your glasses then. <laughs> then you can see something. Because you want to see God, eh? then you actually want to see God. You don't want to meet God, actually. You want to see God. You see, you want to see God, God has to become an image for you, has to become an object for you. So you can say, Oh yes, I see you. Okay, thank you. Good <laughs> bye. Eh? You want to see God. So God must become an image for you, like a burning bush or something like that, (laughs) so that you can have the privilege of saying, "Oh, I can see God now." Hmm? What is what is more true, that you can see God as an image, or you can be God, know God here, because the image will come and go. What about a God that cannot come and go? You want to meet this God? Because if I show you a God that can come, maybe you want Him to leave after a while. Maybe you want Him to leave after a while. When you want to kiss your boyfriend, you want Him to be not looking, because you have shame in you. So you don't want this God. You don't want God to see you go to a toilet. Or God, could you wait outside a bit, please? Yeah, this is God you want. The God that we have in the mind, some kind of uh, some notion that we create. If you can see God, if God can only appear as an image in front of you, then maybe you must be greater than God then. Because He has to appear only through the medium of your seeing, He has to come. But there's one who sees seeing even. What is your relationship with that one? Oh no, God can't be there. No, no. God must appear. I wonder if we understand these things. Mm. What really is being said. Because we are full of so much, uh, sometimes religious antics. You think you can see. Which is greater, the one who appears in sight or the one who sees seeing? Then you say, Oh, you're avoiding the question because, <laughs> you know. Then the mind appears disappointed. Oh, I want to see God. He's telling me that. Uh, can you see the one who wants to see God? 
How can you stop your mind from? I'm seeing, like, a lot, a lot of times, from figuring this out, a lot of times you say, it's not a riddle, but I'm just tonight feeling like it's a riddle. It's something. Riddle, no. A riddle is something. Yes, but you understand what I'm saying here? Do you, anybody understand what I'm saying here? I do. Mm -hmm. huh? mm. Because it seems like, because you know who is asking, I want to see God? Your mind. Yeah, the mind is asking, I want to see God. Huh? Well, I said, okay, in, in a sense, actually, if I showed, if I said to you, but all of this is God that you're seeing, and the one who is seeing is even the greatest God, but you're not ready for this type of answer, because you already have a certain kind of fantasy of what seeing God would mean. Like, whoa, God, please, ah, you want this. Of course, it can come like this too, if you are destined to have this experience. Hmm? But must God appear to you as a vision, as a shock? Why? Because He can't be like me, extraordinary. He has to be extraordinary. God was speaking to Arjuna. Then after He expounded all these things, and then Krishna still uh, uh, Arjuna still asked, Lord, one thing more I want to find out from you. One more thing I want. Okay? Just give me all the knowledge at the moment, all the wisdom, open my eyes. Still you want something. Still I want something. Okay, what you want? Could you show me your metaphysical form? Could you show me your divine form? So I said I'm sure Lord Krishna was a little bit disappointed with after after all of that. <laughs> you mean after everything I'm saying to you? You want me you want to see what you want to see? Okay, then he says, then Lord Krishna said to Arjuna, Very well. See in me all that you desire to see. Not what I am. He doesn't say, Okay, I show you myself. Look. Ah! You know, no, no. He said, See in me all that you wish to see, all that's in your heart to see. Because his heart he wants to have this. And then Arjuna was, then he saw Krishna with many heads and many mouths and arms, and oh, the world, the universe was swallowed up in his breath. Oh, then he was really saying, Oh my God, I got the full works. <laughs> you are my friend, even as well. Muji, when you say about uh, that you have shame in you, Huh? It it rings inside because somehow every day you you tell me and you show me you are God. Every day I see it, I, because you corner me inside me. You corner me into admitting, okay, okay, I can see this is true. And somehow this uh, habit to not say actually or not say like this, but. Not to accept inside yourself, yes, this is true, there is nothing. As long as we are taking our mind to be real, the, stand, the mind sets the standard of reality mm. to us in some way, hmm? then how can you see this? You mm. can't admit, you can only have a hunch. Yeah, <laughs> I know that somehow there's some truth in that. <laughs> but I can't really say that I am that. I'm not trying to get you to say you are that, actually. No. In a way, it's meaningless to say, I am God. Yeah. I am God. I am God. I am God. 
I'm God. You can say whichever way you want. Don't make you that because inside the very fact that you're saying I am God is showing your doubt. In fact, mm. uh, and the whole purpose, actually, of any um, sincere quest is not to get to the point where you can say I am God. Mm. You don't have to say anything at all, actually. Quietly, all your collection is disappearing in front of you, with your permission. In fact, you're offering it up, all your treasures, eh? because it's fool's gold. Mm. All our treasures that you think makes you into, into Mr. Pride, Mrs. Pride, eh? all of this is slowly leaking away eh? by grace. And somehow, uh, I was going to say it's being replaced by, but it's not being replaced by, because what you're seeing is not replacing this. It's always been there. Mm. You're only removing the nonsense. You don't have to find the sense. It's always been there. You just have to take the nonsense away. Mm. That's all. Mm. It's not that okay. Now we move this tenant out. We bring another tenant in. Mm. No. You remove this tenant now. Okay. And now you can feel the space, which was always there, but you never noticed it. This is how we are talking tonight, mm. at this moment. What can you say about a talk like this? Um, it is also phenomenal. <laughs> you know what the root is? You want to cut something, but you have to find the root. Huh? We got the scissors. Where is the root? The root is I. Will you want to cut this root? Feels like suicide. You want to cut this root? And what does it mean to cut it? There is an eye that can be cut and an eye that cannot be cut. Do you know the difference? One can be cut and the other one watch the cut happen. What it means? Does anybody find this talk useful or anything? <laughs> because we can change the subject if you want. <laughs> okay. Perhaps what uh, may come out of some type of introspection in this kind of way is a sort of like a deconstructing of a lot of conceptual skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. That you can feel space again, the sort of space of being, than the no- rather than the noise of our concept and identity and uh, projections. This is funny in a some some sense. We are speaking like this. I say okay, but uh, don't get your notebooks out. Just kind of like listen, in that in that type of inner kind of neutrality. Just let the words uh, or whatever is implied, the vibration of them just do their thing. I can see now, whilst you were speaking this story about Krishna, I could see uh, there really is or has been this image about God. It just was very clear, like, whoa, it's true. I wanted to see God as a phenomenon in this way, but I, I wasn't aware until just now that it had been there. Of course, I mean, when it's only our capacity, and God wishes to reveal God's self, whatever that is, no, and He knows that the human mind may have 
eventually the potential but doesn't show the capacity to to perceive god in 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 its immaculate purity then he has to show up as a burning bush or something because that's what you that's what gets your attention you know he wants to speak to moses uh, he's not going to show up as a sort of like a pigeon or something this is a burning bush so that that really freaked him out yeah, burning off. Hello, Moses. <laughs> burning bush, you know, gets your attention. Understand? So that's what uh, it took in this kind of uh, manifestation that got the attention. Doesn't mean that okay, God is a bur- come back tomorrow. I went to this burning bush. God is still there. No, no, it's not like that. And all our concepts about God are li- gross limitations. I ask you one thing. Mm. During these days, I, um, I had this strong feeling of uh, uh, needing to come here somehow, to move here somehow, to move here somehow. Mm. Uh, uh, so much uh, being in this place is turned up in the mind that I feel that. There is something still there, which is not burned, which uh, I don't know is still there, like a functioning. Bit, yeah, a little bit yeah. of fog, and yeah. sometimes it opens, sometimes it comes. And I <coughs> wanted to show you something. This is my. Uh, it's a special offer at the moment. <laughs> so special up <offer>, yeah. <laughs> This whole thing also that uh, something is foggy, it's not clear. Mm-hmm. Not clear, actually. Yeah. And so we are still waiting for it to clear up. Yeah. It's also a trap. What is does not suffer from unclarity? It's not waiting for the mind to get it. <laughs> this is a joke. So if you're waiting for the mind to get it, mind is so happy because mind it will just keep on presenting lots of stuff which is not it. Because it's got a perfect customer. Huh? What about this doubt. Oh, oh yes, yeah, so I have this doubt, this cheap trouble in my mind. Yeah, yeah, so what? Whose doubt? The very fact you say, Oh, I've got this doubt, it's really stopping me, is showing where you have registered your identity. Yes. You have this you have defined yourself like that. Mm. Because you think that somehow a doubt is meaningful, actually. We have a complete misunderstanding. This lets us clear it up. Mm. What it means when we say what is awakening or enlightenment? I don't know what uh, what image come in people's mind. Like you know, wow, the skies open and trumpet, angels announce, "You are the holy one," or whatever it is. That somehow it is like that. I don't know. Some people they have this type of thing. I don't like to say it because they're a bit embarrassed actually to say it, which they should be actually. So this uh, is not like that. Uh, that somehow it had to be attended by some significant uh, manifestation, which it can also. It can also, because it gets our attention. 
mm-hmm. basically. But is truth requiring us, who are only an inflated opinion, basically, mm-hmm. to kind of get it? I am quite enjoying talking like this at the moment. Mm-hmm. Is the truth is a little bit incomplete, sadly, and needs a human being to complete it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just wondered if we have what notions we have that keep us feeling that someday you're gonna find something out the mind actually is gonna give it to you. Because mm-hmm. after all the mind is the seeker, you know? He's really seeking. Man is really seeking to find the truth. Huh? You believe this? You believe this? The mind is playing at seeking to find the truth. But also this also is expression of consciousness also. And it is true that because the mind is also consciousness. Ego is also consciousness. Okay? And realization must come to the mind or the ego. Because the self is eternally realized. You know, what does it have to do? It has to be seen. But by who is it going to be seen? By an idea it has created about itself and given apparent life to this idea to play as a seeker to find a self which it already is. It's just one way of putting it. I know there are other ways of putting it. I don't want to. Oh, this is exclusive. No, no, no. This is a way of of seeing, also. I'm only pointing out that what is is not. Oh, a great discovery! It was the greatest discovery. No, it's not true. It is. It is sublime, sublimely simple. Because it already is. Nobody can boast about it. Because you didn't give anything to it. Mm. You didn't do anything for it to then say like, "Hey, I realize the self." Okay. Mm-hmm. You who, even. So there are some little things, some uncomfortable corners in our human psyche that we just don't want to look at it. Because we haven't worked it out, it just doesn't fit together. Like you got, you think you got ninety percent, ninety-five percent of the jigsaw, and then the last five percent just doesn't fit anywhere. Oh, what should we do? I'm really sure about the ninety-five percent, but where the five, the other five percent, it can't fit anywhere. There are some things our mind create like that, that we, that we've got ninety-five, ninety-five, ninety-eight percent of this jigsaw, but the two percent just can't fit. The wrong size, they don't work up. And either it means that the whole jigsaw is not right, actually, which we can't bear. No, no, no. I spent so long putting it together. You know, I'm going to make those two pieces work. It feels like there's a bit of mischief to speak like that. All the while, the pure being, the pure self, is here. Not somewhere else. Not outside of this conversation somewhere it's right here in the core yeah. and it is not doing anything it's not disappointed nor happy about something it's perfect it causes this conversation to happen 
it causes all things to happen or to appear to happen. It's its play. I'm thinking, what, uh, what can I do? What can I do to to see? Mm. And then I'm thinking, you don't have to do anything. Don't do anything. And this one and this one is, I don't know. Mm. Nothing is right and nothing is. Yes. Because yesterday you said, in a way you said you have to do something, but you have to do don't do anything. Yes, yes. <laughs> Actually, the higher intelligence in you knows these type of paradoxes, because the mind wants things black and white, one plus one equal two, two plus five equals seven, you know, <laughs> fixed, reliable uh, mathematics. Okay. <laughs> And you can live a mathematical life, or at least you can try and fit fit it into it. But somehow you have to get. It's more like you have to be in the water, and you have to learn to to swim, and to feel the water, to feel feel it, and and find your find your place in it, find your find your harmony in it. That's not mathematical. It has to be something more, something felt. Uh, you have to hear things and then hear them a different way and not just be confused because your attention is an, is so is so large you see it's like your eyes are open but they are perceiving panoramically they're not being pulled into little things reporting about little things they're in great seeing and so your beingness has to be in a very great seeing but still focused inside itself. I wonder if we follow this thing. It is like you have to stay in a big in the in, in your bigness because something wants to go into the smallness and just hang around being small and talk small talk. Huh? This is why sometimes we are together and I've pointed out, you know, we're all together and I watch sometimes how conversations happen and how this kind of hypnosis come, where you're talking to you, and it's like there's the only thing in the world, <laughs> and you don't see that you're in a space with forty other people, and 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 to be in tuned a little bit with the, a sensitivity to the collective vibration of which what you're speaking, how you are, is contributing also to it, and we like we have, we don't know nothing about these things. So sometimes we are pointing out. Be in the large mind. Be in the great mind. Don't go into this little mind. And something inside understands these, these type of statements, these type of guidance, and responds to them without you moving one moment. You don't have to move half a millimeter to understand this. But just sometime, something inside comprehend that, and an enormous space is present in you. Where you can look at the small thing and be in the big thing, <laughs> but most time we are uncomfortable with each other. People are very often very uncomfortable. They laugh together, ha ha ha, but actually some <laughs> discomfort is there. Why? Because uh, we are almost reminding each other that we are objects, mm. and something inside says, "I'm not an object." You are presenting yourself. I am an object, actually. Mm. 
when people treat you like object, you don't like it. Some place doesn't like something like it, and something doesn't like it. Something knows there's much bigger than this. Huh? Even if you have a twin, I say, and they say, "Oh yes, you know this is my sister. I know everything about her." Somebody feels, "No, you don't." How can you come to the end of what I am? Where do you find the boundary of what I am? Now, maybe I set a boundary by my own thinking, kind of like a boundary, but it's not. It's not real. Yes, you you set a kind of boundary uh, for 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 the self. So this call is something that the consciousness knows. You are the consciousness. Uh, when you manifest as as this, as the inside this, you are functioning a consciousness. Uh, this big being in this big space. Being in a universal space is very easy. Just there has to be a kind of uh, something open to to be reminded of this. Something is open to be reminded of this is is easy. But very much I see how we tend to get a bit lost, and then uh, one moment your mind wants to feel like you know this is me, something you can describe. Another moment you hate it. You see, so. Um, there's a space inside. It's like space, but it's not just space. It's like emptiness, but it's not just emptiness. Okay? It's like emptiness somethingness, but it's not just emptiness somethingness. It knows emptiness somethingness. Okay? And no language, in no language, is there a word that can convey it. This one. This one, is. Everything else appears by the light that emanates out of this one, and everything else uh, can only be somehow. Uh, they are the the children of this, if you want to put it like that, <laughs> because they have no other birthplace than this, and yet this does not grow with them coming back or get small with them going out, because it doesn't know going out and going in. So who is going to understand this? Not just the logical mind uh, is going to understand it. Rational mind alone is not going to understand it. Common sense helps a little bit. <laughs> uh, uh, intuitive insight, insight uh, is also uh, granting understanding in a way that is not just uh, informational understanding. Om Mahakalyai Namaha Om Mahalakshmiyai Namaha Iti Shri Devya Shtottara Shatanamavali Om Mahakalyai Namaha